What is up, podcast fam? I am so excited for you to hear today's show. I really think you're going to get a lot of value. You're going to be able to cultivate more self-awareness, more consciousness to help you elevate your game to the next level because you were born for greatness. You weren't designed to be mediocre. You are here for a reason and it's time to tap in to that potential. And I don't want you to just listen to the show today. I want you to see what areas of life you can take action on to really elevate your game because like I said, you're here for a reason and we need you at peak performance. And a lot of you have reached out in regards to coaching with me, and I am finally opening up the doors to my new 12-week transformation program where I'll be working one-on-one with you to take your energy levels, your heart health, your mental cognition to the next level. So if you're interested in learning more about this program and taking your health to the next level, make sure to visit www.thrivewithjeremy.com. I can't wait to see you there and let's dive in to today's show. What is up everybody? Welcome back to the Stand Up To Sitting Podcast. I am your host and Chief Energy Officer, Jeremy Abramson, and ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I am so excited for today's show. And today's show is actually a first because we have two guests at the same damn time, and those special people are the Starseed Twins. And the Starseed Twins, Marco Antonio and Miguel Angel Peralta, are two pioneers and leaders of the new age higher consciousness movement. Their work with energy healing and plant medicines allows you to reconnect with your truth and access your deepest source of power, mastery, and healing. Hermanos, welcome. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you you very much for having us, uh, Jeremy. My pleasure. Is this being recorded on camera? Yes, of it course. Is, right? okay, this well, is awesome. better. Awesome. This is going to be broadcasted to millions of people, and I'm so excited for the opportunity to share your story, share your message, share your truth with this audience. Because I experienced you guys. It was probably how long ago at this point? Like four months, maybe six months ago. Yeah. Six months. Oh yeah, wow! It's been that long. Wow. Yeah. Wild. So I guess six months ago. Uh, I ended up coming to one of your Wachuma ceremonies, right, uh, San Pedro, and it was such an incredible experience and really just connecting with you guys and seeing the way that you facilitate and the way that you hold space was really powerful. And it was funny because like early on, I knew, I was like, this isn't going to be the last time I see these guys. <laughs> and ever since then, it's like we run into each other all the yeah, time everywhere. at Starbucks and different places. So I'm super grateful to have you guys here. Oh, thank, thank you. you. Thanks thank so much you for the invitation. Me. And we're, we're happy also to share this message because uh, we all have a beautiful story. We all have a beautiful message to share. And if we don't do this, if we don't get together to do these type of things, that message just stays within and it never comes out. So thank you so much for the invitation. Yeah. And absolutely. I'm so happy we're doing this. And as I was browsing through your website, I was like getting so many divine downloads. I was like, wow, these guys have such a deeper story than I even thought. So I want to go back to your childhood where it all began in Mexico. Talk a little bit about that and, and that journey of being twins in Mexico. Okay, so uh, last week we turned 45. Wow. Uh, I remember when we were like about seven years old, we were always connected to this essence of uh, oneness, what we called the concept of oneness. Mm. Since we're twins, we were always a mirror and a reflection of each other. So we lived under this impression that we were all connected, that there was not really a separation. And that was a concept that at seven years old, I couldn't really explain myself. I just knew that there was something in me that existed in you and everyone else, and in my, tw- in my twin and everyone else. And one day someone asked me, so are you scared of dying? And I said, well, no, because 
when I die, there is a part on me that stays mm. in you. And through you, I can live. I can still experience life. And it was just my, my, own, way, my own way to experience oneness. And then, I th I, and then I felt, well, not only am I gonna exist within people in this planet, but I also become part of this God or source or higher energy that we pray to. And so, so I, I felt like I was existing alternatively in people and in the universe. So that, that's when we were like very young. But of course, eventually we stopped believing that we were special or that we have any, any connection to the cosmos or, you know, we needed to live a life, a normal human life. So eventually we could wake up to a higher consciousness. And let me jump right in because the reason why we have to forget, you know, because we're like super conscious kids, actually more than your average kid. We were between him and I, we used, we used to have like the deepest conversations at seven, eight, nine years old, years of age. So for us, it was imperative to, to live a life, such a human life that we even have to stop believing in the concept of God in the concept of this majestic universal being, this creative force that created all that is, right? So since our father left us when we were three years old, mm -hmm. so like he said, we created this resentment and this illusion of separation, separation. with God, the universe, whatever you want to call him. And for like many, many, many years, we lived a life full of uh, rage, full of... Anger, uh, hatred, resentment. you know, it was, it, yeah. but it was so necessary. And looking back today, I'm so grateful for those years of separation uh, from source because that's what dictated uh, the way we are today. Mm -hmm. So we created and, and, and cre we created this personality because of our visit very deeply to this darkness in, in us that it exists in all of us, not just in us. <laughs> We're like 50% uh, light, 50% darkness. So during those uh, times, we were so connected to our dark side. Mm. And it was so powerful, so powerful because we got to know each other at the deepest levels of uh, the lowest vibrations someone can actually visit. Wow. So yeah. anyway, eventually, as we got older, um, I met this girl at 16 and her mother used to do these healing sessions with energy and I was like this crazy this crazy lady so and she would chant and sing uh, in tongues so I was fascinated by it and that's when we finally had this awakening again towards the aesthetic towards God towards Jesus towards all these energies right and again after that it was like no 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 it's just it wasn't just the time for us to dive into spirituality again. So we became alcoholics. It we was became... like an, a check-in. Mm. Yeah. So it was like a key point in our lives where we needed to be reminded that there was something that eventually we were going to revisit right. again. We couldn't just to totally forget. We had to have this moment of, hey, remember that this is still there. Okay. Because you know? this is so fascinating. And I want to I wanna just... Dive a little deeper. So right. at three years old, your father leaves. And have you ever seen him since or no? Uh, at 39, we met him. Oh, wow. Okay. Right. So we'll dive into that later. But your father leaves at three years old. And as young toddlers in Mexico being raised by a single mom now, uh, you're filled with this anger, this rage. And you've been, I'm sure, telling yourself stories like... Maybe I'm not lovable or... I'm not worthy enough. I'm not good enough. Because if your father leaves you, how can you be good enough? Right. So all those lies start to, you know, become a reality in right. everything that you do. So, so this period of darkness and anger and resentment lasted for years. For until we were like 40 years old. 40 years old. Okay. Right. So... I know you left home at 14. Is that correct? Correct. So you guys left home at 14 all by yourself. Right. right. Like, I want to know, I want to know in that specific period of time, like, did you guys have 
anything? Like, did you guys have money saved? Like, like at 14 years old, what was your intention? What was your plan to <laughs> well, just I'm, leave no, home? At, at, at 14 years old, we went sent out to school to, a, to just a different state okay. in Mexico. We didn't just leave home. We were just kicked out of home, Okay, basically. But um, just to go to school to a yeah. different place, just so we could get out of where we were and uh, when, where we were born. Okay. However, at 19 years old, 18. after high school, yeah, uh, after high school, I met someone in Cancun and became a uh, you know, boyfriend and girlfriend, and then she asked me to come to the States, to Memphis, Tennessee. I came to Memphis. Then uh, about two months after he came, my brother came, and from there we started going to school, uh, college, after college, we, got, we, we were hired by a bank to become consultants. So our life became very normal. Just, mm. you know, professionals. Uh, we were immigrants to this country. We, didn't, we were learning the language uh, properly. We were trying to adjust to a new system, a new life. Uh, eventually, we moved to Miami. And we, when we moved to Miami, we started to experience a change a okay. deeper change in consciousness. But we weren't still completely sold in the whole spiritual thing. Right. Uh, then after uh, our birthday uh, at 40 years uh, of age, that's when we felt that there was a shift, a really major shift, like literally from one night to the, to, the, to the other, to one day to the other. It felt like someone did like this on my brain, like click, mm. like, like literally, and it actually felt worse than that. To me, to me, it just felt like someone took my soul and replaced it with a new one. Mm -hmm. Because to me, the only yeah. way I, I could have seen a change back then, it had to be replaced. Yeah. It, it literally, the way he describes a click, I mean, yes, but to me, it was literally like someone went in, took my old soul, and replaced it with a new one. So you, you can keep all your memories, right. but you're going to need your a thoughts. whole new soul to do this. Wow. Because... The mission yeah. that you are signing up for is going to require something. New like, understanding, new yeah. consciousness. Right. So, but, they st but we still needed to keep our thoughts. Our that memories. we needed to work on with a new consciousness. Right. So that's when we started to become more interested in meditation, uh, uh, the whole plant medicine, uh, just deeper understanding. And when we turned 41... That's when the whole thing happened. That's when the magic started to literally uh, happen for us. And this was in L.A., in California, in the mountains of, I forgot, the Arrowhead. Lake Arrowhead. Lake Arrowhead in California. It was, it's a mountain. We, then, we went there for our birthday. We were uh, being uh, part of uh, a ceremony, an, an ayahuasca ceremony. Mm. Or a, I, I really forgot. I, th I think it was ayahuasca. <laughs> yeah. So... At that moment, around 3 a.m., I had my own experience. He had his own experience. I experienced this moment of gratitude, full gratitude that, I, that I've never experienced in my life before. It was 3.30. It was snowing, dark. Uh, I was by myself, and it just felt like behind me there was something watching me. So I got a little scared, so... When I turned around, I, I didn't see anything, but I knew there was something there. So I just got up. I said, I'm just going back to the cabin. We were staying in a cabin in the mountains. So as I'm walking towards the cabin, I kept turning back, thinking something is following me. So I kept turning back, and as I turned around to go straight to the cabin, this, uh, I see these two beings floating in the air. Okay, And these beings communicated with me in a very telepathic way. They don't use words. And it, the understanding just came in milliseconds. Mm -hmm. And my question was, why am I seeing you? And they responded, because you were vibrating at a gratitude level. Mm -hmm. And gratitude is the highest frequency on earth that humans wow. can experience. And I, and I sort of questioned I thought love was the highest frequency. And they said, no, lo love is everything, you know? And the only way you can experience love, like you don't live in love 24 seven, you know, even though you are love, you know, you don't live in that frequency. Uh, so gratitude is the highest frequency you can actually experience and live constantly in on planet earth. So at that moment they left. 
And I was disappointed because I wanted to keep, you know, the conversation. So I went to the cabin and I spoke to the lady that was guiding the, the retreat. It's like, there is something outside. And she's like, oh, it's probably the spirits of the mountain. And I was like, no, no, th those were not spirits of the mountain. Those were aliens or, or something. Um, eventually, I came out. I felt they wanted to keep talking to me. They called me back. I came out. And it's on my website. I think I explained the process. There was a flag moving very inconsistently. And I knew somehow that they were communicating through the flag. At this moment, I was like, how can they communicate through a flag? And, I, and I, at that moment, I was scared. And I said, listen, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to go with this. I'm going to come out. I'm going to take the first step. Just know that I'm really scared. So please be gentle. Please don't make me more scared than I am. Right. And they said, that's all, that, oh, that's all we need for you to take the first step. Hmm. And if you take the first step, no, we'll present ourselves. And Miguel, where were you while Marco was having this experience? Were you sleeping? No, no, no. Um, it was snowing. It was like really cold. So I started feeling like super, super hot. So I took my, my shirt off, my jacket off, and I laid on the, on the ice. And I just felt that I became this universal being, right? And at that moment, I used to suffer from sciatica, mm. from three bulging discs. It was really, really painful. So something like made me lay on the, just literally on the ice. And it's like this giant was like manipulating my body and in very precise degrees, uh, just sort of like giving me a therapy, like a chiropractor's therapy. And it was like, who is doing this to me? I just, I just felt like my legs and everything was in such a perfect degree where I wouldn't hurt myself. And I started feeling all this relief. Then I got up and I was straight because I used to walk like this. You know, I couldn't even walk crooked. straight anymore. I was all crooked. So as I walked um, back to the cabin, I sat and my body got up again, went straight to, to the balcony and this light on the sky, like literally, uh, was saying, I am the Alpha and the Omega. I am the beginning and the end. I am Lord Metatron. And when I heard that, I was like, am I making this up? Or like, who is saying? But the voice is like, almost like Lion King, right? Like this deep voice of almost like a king um, with speaking to me with such reverence. Mm. Not like commanding me anything, but saying, I am the one. And he actually said, I am the one you respond to. With exact those words, I was like, no, 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 I, I don't respond to anybody. I have to ask you this yeah. this is really I'm I'm diving deep into this is super interesting and especially because now you guys are facilitators and you guys serve medicine and he, this was your first experience right right and I'm just curious to know like from this time of being three years old your dad leaves you and now you're 41 38 years later I'm just wondering and curious about your relationship with each other in this whole period of time were there a lot of ups and downs or were you guys consistently by each other's side with that oneness no, 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 no. I mean, in the contrary, yeah. Uh, like, even though we were twins and we were always together, which was the funniest part, we were always fighting, of course, because there was no peace within any of us. So, you know, for many, many years, for 25 plus years, we always lived in this constant disagreement of pretty much everything. But we were still together, you know, like we loved each other. I felt like, I guess I love him that much that I can't get rid of him, but I can't also be at peace either. Yeah. So it was really hard until we consciously decided to work on our brotherhood and our relationship at a conscious level and say, okay, what do we do to make this work for when, both of us? When did that Oh, man, like at 40, you know, like around 40. Okay, so that was when you guys started to have yeah. the mindset shift, the thought right, patterns right. change a little bit. And then last thing, you, you mentioned the alcohol and the other things. When did that start and how long did that period of time last? Well, we, we started drinking heavily when we were like 25. Okay. So at that moment, we were bankers. We were making a lot of money. We had a good life. So we didn't have a family. So, you know, we, we just got home, went out, uh, just hugged ourselves like, you know, animals. And 
at 40 years of age, yeah. I think at 40, that's when we decided to start uh, to stop drinking. Not be, I mean, we were def definitely alcoholics by then. Yeah. Um, we started having even physical problems. And I felt like I actually needed alcohol to have fun. Mm. You know? So that's when I said, no, I can't do this mm. to myself. And we started doing other things like meditation. And that helped a lot. But 40 years of doing something, you know, it's a long time. So yeah. I mean, not forty because we were. In oh well, yeah. But but having or having a mindset <laughs> right, of right. not being worthy, you know, because that's what alcohol is. Yeah, you know, that's what I feel like it it's, was in my in my case. Yeah, I feel know? like honestly, I rarely ever drink anything, and I feel like it's such a low vibration. <laughs> it is. Like what, it is. what it's doing to your body what it's doing to your brain. So I appreciate you guys sharing that. And for anyone who's listening and watching right now, I really want to encourage you guys, if drinking is something that you're doing consistently, um, really dive deeper. Is, is this a form of escape? Are you escaping your reality and trying to really numb yourself? And like, like you said, Marco, you thought that was the only way you could have fun was by drinking. Right. And I see so many people living life like that now. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And it's like, like, hey, we're going to a game. Let's drink. We're going to a concert. Let's drink. We're going to a party. Let's drink. Well, and yeah. And I think it's really powerful, too, how at age 40, after like 15 years in this narrative, right. you guys were able to shift that. So for anyone listening again, like it's never too late to make a change. And oh, and. It, it awareness is the first step, I think, is becoming aware and identify those ways of being, how you're showing up in mm -hmm. life. So, okay, now that we cleared that up, it was just on my mind. <laughs> yeah, and I you wanted, know, that was yeah. necessary to mention. No, 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 yeah, I just wanted to fill in those gaps. So take me back, you were telling me, you guys are 41, this is your first ayahuasca experience. Right. Right, in California, it's snowing out. <laughs> You are in on on your back in the ice with all of these three bulging discs you have, and all of a sudden you feel this alignment taking place. Correct. And you are outside with these two spiritual beings that you're right. having a really deep communication right yeah so that's where we're at right now yeah. and i'll let you guys take it from there yeah so soon enough and just to uh, end that part these beings um were trying to communicate through this flag i just didn't know how and i and when i ask just tell me what do you want from me that's all at that moment the flag just opened like wide and the flag said coexist Mm. Now, that word had been there in the flag all this time. I just didn't see it because the flag was just there. But at that moment, we, the, the wind made it open and mm. it said coexist. And when I read this, this word, I said, also, oh, you, you want to coexist with me? And they said, no, we want to coexist within you. Mm. And at that moment, I felt this union between me and this, these beings that until today, it keeps evolving and uh, growing into different modalities of healing, working with energy, uh, learning how to live with myself properly, more lovingly, uh, yeah, having a, a more loving relationship with my family, with my friends, with my brother. And these beings, I mean, they have many names because it's not just one a specific group of beans. There are several, actually. They're very organized beans. And the way they do things is like almost they take you uh, by the hand and they teach you and they tell you, we are going to teach you. And they and, and, and you start like in this mode, like learning mode. And, you know, like the first thing I did was like, I kneel. I was like, okay. And the first lesson was like, never on your knees, ever. And of course, they explain why, right? And... And they said, okay, well, lesson one, like pretty much spirituality one-on-one, -on -one. you know, always with your chin up. 
That's the only way you can honor the father. And they went on and explained and explained a lot of things. And until today, like my brother said, they have become our, uh, not just our guides, but someone we have actually consciously merged at a conscious level. Uh, they are a consciousness uh, beyond being just this race of beings. They are a consciousness. You can call it the Christ consciousness. Some people call it the Arcturian consciousness. Uh, it makes no difference. And, and the more you advance into the understanding uh, of these higher vibrational energies, the more you understand that they are you. Mm. The more you understand that there's really no separation. Wow. The more you understand that this is an illusion. The, the fact that you believe or we believe that we communicate with beings that are outside of us, the more you realize, no, this is an aspect of me that lives inside just like my brother, just like my friends, just like everything and, you know, else. It's, it's a paradox because to me, when I think of it, they, they look at me and they, they communicate and they say, we are you in the future. But then I also know that the future doesn't exist because the, the time and space is an illusion, right? So they're not really telling me we are you in the future. They're just telling me we are you. Mm. A more evolved version <laughs> of you. You know what's so crazy you. as you guys are telling me this? One of the most powerful the most powerful moments in the San Pedro Wachuma ceremony with you guys. Mm -hmm. I remember it so vividly because like I was playing the drums for a little bit right. and then I can't remember which one of you, but one of you came over and you encouraged me to like close my eyes and like right. spend some time on my own. Right. And, right. Uh, and I remember holding your hands and, and I just like, I closed my eyes. I was holding your hands and like, all of this abundance was just in my in my life like it was crazy all of this like all the people i love the most all of the all of the creations i want to be embodying all of them were right there in front of me and they were like circling around me and then one of you said it's within you brother and i remember in that moment just feeling like an explosion of love and abundance <laughs> and opportunities. I'm literally getting goosebumps describing it because I remember that very vividly. Yeah. So it's really cool to see that journey of you guys doing all of this work and by the divine telling you like we want to be we, we're within you we right. this is this is part of your life's mission right 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 to and let me expand on the abundance part because that's really important for people to understand we cannot create abundance mm. we can only create limitations yes abundance is all we are that's all there is we live surrounded inside and out uh all over abundance. That's all there is, really. So when you felt abundance, it's because you connected with your deepest essence, essence. which is love, which is abundance. Mm. So in that moment, of course, the, the illusion of separation and limitation goes away because you're connected to your truest essence, yes. which is abundance. That's why you saw your family, friends, and you know all this uh, majesty around you, right, and inside of you. So that's what's important to, uh, for people to remember. That's all we are. So, and our work, uh, if we have to describe our work in one word, is that oneness, oneness and oneness, because we are one with abundance, with love, with these beings, with people around us. And we called uh, our work activations because... And the, and the reason why in, in the description of my website, you say, it says something in the lines of uh, pioneers in this, uh, in this process of, you know, evolution and, you know, whatever it says, spirituality. I believe the exact words are new age, higher consciousness age, movement. Higher consciousness <laughs> movement, right. right. We, we don't, we, we by any means don't want to uh, make people believe that we started a movement, a movement of consciousness because we are we're all consciousness. What the way uh, we want to perceive it is that we have our own unique version of uh, relating to people and working with people at an energy level mm. that allows them to remember who they are. Mm. That's all, because we don't we don't give you anything yeah. that you don't already have. Right. We just allow. We just, uh, by our work, we allow you to do the work yourself. We sort of 
uh, hold space for you. Yeah. So you can do the work. You guys are you guys are professional space holders for sure. Yeah. Um, and I, I just want to know. So in the ice, you're laying down, and you feel your body just getting aligned. Since that moment, did you experience that imbalance, that back pain, or was it gone forever? Well, I mean, it went away for like ninety. Uh, 80%. Wow. Today, it's gone. Yeah, completely. After like three years of like medications, painkillers, um, what do you call that drug that they inject in you? Cortisone? Uh, more than cortisone, it was something else. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so that was the only thing that did it. And eventually, they, t- uh, they taught me how to manipulate my own body, uh, sort of like with yoga movements, kind of like yoga movements, mm. so I could do the movements myself. Um, but ever since that day, on on the way back to Miami in the plane, I kind of like felt that I was being abandoned. Because I, this energy just left, right? Because I asked I, I asked the energy to leave. Like, okay, you know, this is too much for me, and I, I, I don't understand what you're saying. Uh, he was telling me a lot of things, and and, and I say he because I heard a, a male voice that I just didn't want to understand at that moment. I didn't want to accept, so I asked him to leave. So on the way back home. I, I kind of like regretted asking this energy to leave. So the plane was pretty much empty. So I had the three seats for myself. So all of a sudden it was like, I just kept looking out to see if I could see this light. And instead just my body kind of like aligned perfectly and sat and started like moving in these amazing mm. ways. Like also like uh, letting me know that he was with me at that right. moment. And ever since he never left. And when I say he, again, it's not because he's a, he's a man, uh, but he used to speak to me as a male presence. Mm. Today I understand there's no gender, really. But that's how he introduced himself in the beginning. And ever since, it's been like a five-year relationship where we have merged in this sacred uh, union of understanding that we are one with each other. And that I, it's not that he communicates with me. I become that consciousness when I allow it. You have to be in this state of allowance. Mm. Because when I ask, like, how do I do this? Like, how do I get to control every movement and in meditations and when I do doing my healing work? How does that work? And all they said really was like, well, because you allow it. Mm. I mean, seriously, that's, that's all you're doing. You're you're, a, you allow it. I think maybe because, like, you're in a state of receivership. Sure. Right. I mean, and you... And, and, and actually, more than, than receivership, I feel like, like he said, it's more in a state of allowance because at that moment, you are giving. Mm. You just have to, and, and like they said, the work doesn't happen from you. It happens through you. Mm. So sure. when you understand that you're only a channel and that all you have to do is to be there, to mm. be present, to be willing, and to be able to... Uh, to just be there, like you said, like hold space for that person at that moment uh, that needs. Anything. And again, that's why I, ke- I kept uh, going back to the word paradox, because in that moment that we're doing the healing work, I understand that I'm being guided and supported and serving as a channel to do the work. But also I understand that it's completely just me. So it's like, which one is it? Well, we probably both. I don't know, but to me, it just still until today is this paradox: like who is actually doing what? Mm. Because at I what still point find myself. Me? Yeah, at one point, I, I just become the observer uh, and just allow for this energy to come through and do the work. Because sometimes I find myself deciding what the next move is going to be, uh, and it also works. So mm. you know, it just has become still. Well, I mean, until today, yeah. it's still an enigma in my head, in my brain. Right. And like they said, well, you know, you're trying to conceptualize it. Yeah. And it's okay because that's what the mind does. Right. That's what humans do. This eternal need to conceptualize everything, everything. that we do. And yeah. it's okay. In your humanness, you need the explanation. But just know that everything that you think it might be, it is. So I was like, well, but I think many things. So like, well, that's, yeah, and, and that, that is too. true too. <laughs> so when, what, are you, uh, what you're describing right now, is it like, is it like a dichotomy between when you're, when you're serving the medicine, like it's working through you, like this is something that you're channeling, right? right. But it's that's also, true. but it's also like 
you individually setting up those opportunities. Like, like no one, yes, people are going to come. People you don't expect. You didn't expect me to just show up, right, right? right? And people find out from Facebook or word of mouth and they end up there. But at the same time, it requires action from you guys Correct. to spread the word. Is that kind of what you're talking about? Like, Sure. I mean, it's, it's, it's a collaboration, like my brother was saying. Yeah. It's a collaboration of uh, action and, 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 yeah. and knowing that the work is going to happen. Mm. Even, even when we yeah. do our work, when people, like when, when we do like private sessions, we even tell people, just know that the work has been done. It's done. Mm. Your mind still needs to justify why it's been done and that requires a process. Mm. So during this hour, that process is going to justify what you're going to feel in the end, but it's done. The moment mm. you contacted us, uh, for whatever reason you might be that you contacted us, uh, it was done. It always the gets done. The moment they walk in the door. Yeah. At that moment, the work is done. done. But their mind doesn't know that. So the mind mm -hmm. still needs to go through the process of linear time and space to say, oh, yeah, it's done now. It's, it's, I, we, you guys finished. So now let me see. I go, oh, yeah, I feel better in every way, physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. Yeah, it's done. Mm, it's no. always been done. They just need the intention. The moment they have the intention, wow. it's done. But they still have to go through the process. What up, podcast fam? I just wanted to interrupt today's show really quickly to thank you again for tuning in to today's show. I hope you're enjoying it. I hope you're getting some knowledge bombs that you're going to implement into your life. And it would really mean the world to me if you took a few seconds to leave a review for the show. It makes such a huge difference in getting more exposure and getting more eyeballs and getting more ears on this message that is so powerful powerful. So it would really mean the world if you took that extra time to leave a review, share the show with a friend. And again, I really appreciate you. Thank you so much and enjoy the rest of the show. Mm. Are you guys, I, I love everything you're bringing up right now. It's so powerful. Are you guys familiar with Joe Dispenza's work? Yeah. I mean, we know who he is, uh, the secret, the guy from the secret, like one of the authors from the secret, right? I mean, he, he contributed. I, I'm not even sure. I've never heard of The Secret, but he's basically one of the top neuroscientists, meditation right. practitioners. He has a, I mean, he's very well known. And I was just learning with him in Colombia, and he's all about the subconscious mind, neuroscience, how your thoughts change your gene expression. Right. So by simply actually telling those people who are coming through your doors, like the work's already been done. Now you're creating like a peace of mind within them. That's like, okay, I can maybe like put my foot off the gas a little bit and just like surrender to this experience. Correct. So that's really powerful. And it also makes me want to bring up like something else that Joe Dispenza talks about is when we're setting intention, I'm just drawing this out. Like, let's say this H is for healthy. I okay. want to be healthy. That's my intention. Mm -hmm. So these electromagnetic frequencies that we have around us, right, our magnetic forces, right, this is our mind, which is our thoughts, and then this is our body, which is our feelings. And if those things aren't aligned, mm -hmm. right, if your thoughts are somewhere and you're saying something, but your body is not taking any action right. towards doing that thing, then there's a, a lack of alignment. Right. So if someone's saying, I want to be healthy, I want to start working out and eating better, but they're on the couch with one hand in their pants, one hand in the oh, Doritos, <laughs> and they're right. watching football, right. their, their body's going to be like, no, like you don't, you don't want to be healthy. Right. right. And I think from what you were saying and describing it, that that's something that got triggered. I was like, that sounds so familiar. Right, right, right. And, and, and intention is everything. Yeah. Everything. It starts with a thought. Yes. Uh, but also action. We are on the third dimension and action is required. And beyond a thought, it, uh, it starts with, a, uh, with an emotion because behind right. a thought, there's an emotion first. Mm. And, and what an emotion is, uh, is nothing but a vibrational frequency. So if you are vibrating at a really low uh, density, 
then yes, your thought process is going to be different than if you are vibrating at a higher frequency. You're going to start thinking different things and doing different things and saying different things. Right. So everything starts with the way you feel. Mm. And that determines what your, your feelings are going to be, and your right. thoughts, your words, your actions, your, actions. your reality that you create uh, you know, or that in you, your everyday that you life. Are. Uh, emanate, emanate. Uh, because yeah. even I mean without uh, saying names there are people that still believe in the law of attraction and it's okay I'm not saying it's not true it's only true based on your level of consciousness because we're not able to actually attract anything we're only able to emanate what mm -hmm. we are so if we are love we're going to emanate love and we're going to create uh, an environment there is conflict within you you're not attracting conflict you are reflecting conflict so everything that you see is a conflict to you because you're walking like a projector and then you see a person and now that person means conflict to you. Well, of course, there's conflict within. You're not attracting that person. That person might be having a good day. You're not attracting conflict. That person might not have a conflict. But you're going to see that person as a conflict because that's what you are. Mm. That's what you feel. that, the person you're going to encounter is going to be vibrating as low as you and that's Probably. why you guys are going to cross <laughs> paths. I mean, that's the only reason why right. you're crossing paths with all the and people And it's funny around. how people say, oh, I, I, I keep, like, especially sometimes I hear women and men too saying, I attract this type of men in my mm. life. Like, I'm such a good person. I don't know why I attract this type of person, right. people in my life. Well, because you're vibrating at the same frequency. Yeah. You cannot vibrate at a super high frequency and attract low vibrational people. So whenever we feel we're attracting the wrong people in our lives, it's only because we are emanating that people in our, in our lives. We are projecting mm -hmm. that, those people. And you can only hang like out with said, your own We frequency. are a reflector. Imagine literally, we are literally a reflector. Reflecting uh, from within. From within, out. So when people, like, because I, I've heard everything pretty much, and say, well, I'm not a cheater. How am I attracting a cheater? How am I creating a cheater? So, well, maybe you don't cheat on your uh, significant, uh, other. significant other, but are you cheating yourself? Mm. That's in which that's way still, are you still, not being loyal to yourself? Yeah. Right. That you attract someone that reflects that lack of loyalty within. It doesn't have to play out identically. Right. But, yeah. it, but it's playing out in your life in some area that, yeah, you're also cheating yourself. That's why so, yeah, someone I, is cheating you. Everything, everything that you guys are saying is like, uh, it's like so spot on. And I think it's going to provide so much value because I was literally having this conversation when I was in Colombia with someone actually, and uh, she was an American girl and she's like, you know, all the guys I've dated are just assholes. Awesome. They're all douchebags, <laughs> you know? And I was like, and I was like, okay, okay. Let's look at this from a different perspective. What is the common denominator mm -hmm. in all of these relationships you've had? And she's like, well, they're all douchebags. They're all <laughs> assholes. And I was like, no, 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 you're missing the point. The common denominator is, is you. you. Is you. <laughs> you're somehow attracting these type of people into your life. So rather than deflecting and playing victim, right. take ownership of the way you're being. How are you showing up every day? What are your thoughts? What are your emotions? How are you treating people? How are you embodying those qualities that you're looking for? Right, right. And, and that's exactly, I think, yeah. what you guys are saying, yeah, yeah. Yeah. which is so powerful. And we could probably talk for like seven hours. We're oh, going to have, sure. we're going to have like, I think I'm going to have a separate season with the Peralta brothers on the podcast. Um, I'm curious to know. So going back, you're 41 years old. This is only four years ago. Right. And you have your first ayahuasca experience, this seeming to be like a huge awakening where a lot of things came to the surface. Um, I'm wondering if in that time, like, did you guys heal a lot of the trauma from your childhood, from your father? Was that something that also came up during that ayahuasca? Well, yeah, no, so, for, for sure. I mean, the ayahuasca uh, ceremony in Lake Arrowhead in California, in the mountains, was actually our fifth ayahuasca fifth session. Oh, fifth, really? Our yeah, fifth yeah, yeah. and sixth. Okay. It just happened to be our birthday that night. Right. And we felt like we received this gift 
of connecting to these higher consciousness beings. And more, and more than receiving a gift, is something you earn. Nothing, I, I'm sorry, but like in life, you, you are only entitled to what you work for. And we were working for that. You know, it's like, unless, yeah, sure, you win the lottery, even that requires to get up and go get a ticket and pay or for like it. Like they say, you don't, you, don't, you don't get from life what you wish, you get what you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you are so, abundance. You are gonna be, get abundance. You are uh, a douchebag. Well, you are gonna encounter that, you know, same type of frequency in your life. So at forty, at, at forty-one, when this happened, it was over fifth or sixth, I believe. But we but were working consciously for a that. for a year already in yeah. being. So better. we don't wanna like encourage people to do ayahuasca to connect. To higher consciousness beings because it might not happen to them. Right. You know, it, we're all unique beings and we all have unique experiences. We all have the unique experiences that we need for our own involvement, evolution, for our own uh, process. Our own so expansion. if right, so the ha- the fact that this happened to us doesn't mean that that's what this medicine. It's actually four, you Because know? you can have literally a hundred ayahuasca ceremonies and still be suffering and yeah. still be miserable because your parents did something to you. So it's not ayahuasca that is, that is going to heal you. Right. It's, it's a, it's it's a, a choice. Yeah, Healing you, is more of a choice that you make. What these plant medicines do is they show you from the outside your own situation, your life. Mm-hmm. And when issues. he means the outside, he means without ego. I mean, he, they, it's like the ego uh, is like out of the equation and you right. see the situation without judgment. Mm. From and a different, higher perspective. Yeah. And from there, you make choices. And that choice, does, you don't make that choice during the ceremony. You make that choice after. It's all ceremony. about the integration. Right. Yes. I think that's what right. people don't talk enough about is like, you can, like you said, do a hundred ceremonies. And I honestly, I've met some people that do ayahuasca like on a monthly basis. And I'm like, okay. But I'm a little skeptical, too, because I'm like, did you even integrate what the medicine gave you last month or the month before or the month before that? So those first five experiences you had with the medicine, was that was that were you also getting really divine downloads and, and doing the work and integrating some of this stuff? Those first five times, I think I feel it was more to detach from guilt anger uh resentment Resentment, that's those those five those first five were pretty much cleansing Mm. and then on the sixth or seventh i don't know the sixth that and at that moment it was more like we were vibrating higher at that moment that's why we were able to connect to higher consciousness uh beings so because in the first five i connected to the lowest (laughs) there was a moment though that I was like, okay, so I've done seven ayahuasca ceremonies. I'm connecting with these majestic beings, but do I have to do ayahuasca to, to keep connecting to you guys? Because that doesn't sound like a good deal to me. Like, I don't want to be on medicine just to connect with you guys. So I, I'm not doing this anymore. So after like a week of uh, that fifth ceremony that I was home, all of a sudden, my body literally got up at 3 a.m. from my bed, almost like a vampire, like, like you know, super straight. I just got up and started like doing all these moves, like Tai Chi sort of like moves and kind of like fast. So I understood that I was being uh, invited to consciously connect with these beings without the medicine. And ever since, uh, I guess we, don't, we no longer need to be on medicine to connect with these beings consciously and hear them and, and sometimes see them, uh, feel them, especially feel them, and telepathically connect and communicate with them. Mm. And eventually so, we connected to more uh, races, if you want to call them races. Like, yeah. I, we don't want to call them alien because they're not alien. They are... Uh, what celestial, you, uh, beings. celestial beings. They're celestial they're beings. Celestial. They, they reside in a higher frequency alternatively with us. They can be right here. We just don't perceive them because their vibration is so much higher. Mm. And we are so dense compared to them. That's why we can see a vibration. Just imagine that this is the third dimension, right? So uh, your eyes can literally see my finger. But as you vibrate faster and faster and faster, your eyes are going to completely miss my finger because the the vibrational frequency happens uh, so fast that the brain misses the actual physical 
a presence. So these beams are like that. They vibrate. The higher, a the, higher the frequency, the less uh, physicality. The, right. So at a sixth dimension, there is no physicality. It's all energy. Fifth dimension, there is physicality. Fourth dimension, of course. And now we're third, so we're the dance mm. you know, of all. Yeah. But, uh, so that's, that's kind of like how the process happened. It was a result of having a really dense, low life to one day say, okay, we experienced this. Now we're ready for the opposite. So we could become aware of both. Because only becoming aware of both, you kind of become the master of the balance. This balance, because for. we live in in duality. You cannot say I only know the good, and I'm a master. No, you have to know everything, and without judgment, uh, say you know I honor this bad, this darkness, without identifying with it. Because sometimes honoring these frequencies. Sometimes you identify with them, and that's not how you honor these frequencies. You honor these frequencies by detaching from uh, identifying with them. You honor them for what they are, because they do exist. They are present, they are low, and they are not here to get, to get you. They are here to, to be the opposite of the high vibrational frequencies. That's it, because the, the universe represents both. How do you how do you maintain life right in a place like Miami? You guys are super busy with your magazine, with real estate, right? How do you maintain this high vibrational lifestyle and train of thought amongst all of the chaos? And I'm talking about I'm talking about you know um, your your fitness, your nutrition, your breathing, like. What do you guys do on a consistent basis to make sure that you're connecting with that higher source? Well, actually, as uh, humans, we are full of habits. So we are people of habits. So the way we, we, uh, we have to do it is consciously remember that no matter what we do, whether it's at work, from drinking a glass of water to eating to working to working out, you have to do it consciously because there's al always the opposite way to do it unconsciously. So when you drive, you either drive consciously or unconsciously. So we, it's a constant reminder at a conscious level that we have to be conscious. So it's just like the word uh -huh. consciousness. Is there a know, process? Yes. Present. I mean, it doesn't happen from one day to the other. So it's like drinking. The only reason why we could get out of drinking, it was by replacing the habit uh, with another habit. You cannot just stop drinking because you're going to then do drugs or do something else because, you know, you have to replace the habit with something else. So stop. Uh, when we stopped drinking, we started meditating, meditating. working out a little more, uh, just replacing the habit of drinking and going out on uh, for happy hours every time to go into the gym. You have to replace the habit. And that doesn't mean that we are we're done. No, we're still working every day in keeping our vibration as high as possible and sometimes you find yourself dropping. And at that moment, you just, just breathe. And you don't, you don't feel guilty about it. Yeah, no one is exempt. No one is exempt from feeling yeah. bad or having a bad day. No one. Yeah. The, the, what makes a difference is how long do you allow yourself to be in that situation, to be in that mood? Because if, you, if someone cuts uh, your way uh, in the highway, uh, yeah, sure, you can get mad and you can get all tense, but you allow yourself to decide, do I want to be tense for the next hour or for the next 30 seconds or for the next second? That's your choice. So we have learned to shorten the amount of time that we allow ourselves to be in that mood of being Low tense, uh, mad, angry. That's something we have learned to shorten it to the minimum where it's like, okay, 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 okay. I get it. I get it. He caught my way on the highway let it go now what you're explaining right now is called the refraction period so mm -hmm. so we'll use your example mm -hmm. of someone cutting you off in the highway you get super upset if you stay angry and resentment resentful for 30 minutes you're in a bad mood right right if you stay angry for a couple days Right. Now that becomes your temperament, right. right? That becomes your temperament. Once it gets past a week, 
that's your personality. <laughs> if you're letting something, if you're letting something affect you, affect yeah. you to a yeah. level where it is on your mind, on your consciousness, nonstop, that becomes your personality. And if you want to change your personal reality, you need to change your personality because you can't be, you can't be elevating here as the same person. Like you said, you have to develop new habits. You have to develop new thought processes. So everything that you guys are speaking about is hitting home so hard right now. And I, I just love the way that you guys support each other. And I'm sure that's been a huge part of both of you elevating is having each other right. to support each other and also hold hold each other accountable. But also to reflect back, back at each other. Yeah. Which is the, the negative, right? Because whatever I don't like in him is something I don't like in me. So seeing that in him is like, ah, like knowing that it's in me. That's why I can see it in him. And that's the hardest part. Uh, but as far as something that has helped me a lot with shortening that time, regardless of what my personality is, um, is knowing and thinking and asking myself this question. At what point do you think your actual point of reality starts? When do you think your point of reality starts? Can you think of when? When do I think my point of reality starts? Right now? Exactly. So what does it matter what you have been your whole life? It makes no difference. Your point of reality starts now. So I know it's really hard because I've been through it to disregard what we have as a reference of who we are. Who we because we have we a are. past that tells us, bro, you have, you have history, you are this guy, and you're not. And that's yeah. the beauty of what uh, we can do with the present the moment. The work that we do. That too. You know, that you can make those type of decisions, uh, choices for yourself, and say, you know what? It doesn't matter if this guy just cut me off. My point of reality starts now. Mm -hmm. And from this moment on, I choose happiness. I choose love. I choose inner peace. Yes. I choose compassion. Listen, um, like I said, I could rap for you guys for an hour, hours. And I just, I got a five minute marker like three sure, minutes ago. Sure. So I want to make sure that before we end our discussion, again, I really hope to have a part two and part three and just continue this novel yeah, um, and continue telling stories and really raising the vibration of, of the world um, about where people can connect with you, where we can access some of your work because I can speak from firsthand experience. You guys are incredible at holding space and really just creating a setting that makes you feel loved and makes you feel safe, which I think are two things that people are really striving for and desiring is like safety and love. Mm -hmm. And I want to just give you that opportunity to kind of share that. Like oh, where can awesome. we connect with you? Do you guys have upcoming retreats? We have a, well, our website is uh, starseedtwins.com. You can connect with us through the website, uh, Instagram, Starseed Twins, email, Starseed Twins at Gmail. So everything that's Starseed Twins, you know, Facebook, it's the same thing. So that, that's a way to connect with us. We don't really promote what we do because at this moment in our lives, it's not a business for us. Mm. We have other businesses, like you mentioned, our magazine, we do real estate. Uh, we're starting this herbs that you know we we show you uh, earlier so the 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 spiritual work the energy work the conscious work that we do it's more uh it just happens like if someone needs our work they'll find us yeah they'll find us somehow yeah. through referral through some just it just happens all the time yeah. but that doesn't mean that if someone looks for us through the website we're gonna say oh no we cannot work with you because we don't promote this as a business. Yeah, no. your website, yeah. I was looking at, your website is very well done. Oh, like, thank you, man. Thank yeah, you. yeah. I was literally clicking every tab and I was like, these photos are amazing. The, <laughs> the content on there is great. So we're going to link to all of that in the show notes. Thank um, you. And I want to just do a quick rapid fire. What we'll do is, you guys have to be super quick because there's two of you. Okay. All right. Um, biggest pet peeve. 
Uh, um, not having, not, not looking like I took care of myself. Like I have to always look presentable. You guys always do look good. You guys always look good. And it's just stupid. Here we go. Biggest pet peeve. Punctuality. Punctuality. I love it. Um, we are both, I was a little over time in the league today. So I (laughs) I didn't say it because of you. No, no, not because of you, man. I apologize. Um, okay. Uh, let's see. Because we need to be super efficient and effective, I want to know. Uh, I want to know. It's your last meal. It's your last supper. Uh, you you've had this complete life of impacting so many people, of continuing to raise your own vibration and those around you, and really creating uh, an abundance of love. I want to know. At this last dinner table, you guys get three people. Okay, Marco, you get to pick one of those people, and you get to pick two, all right? Or you guys can collaborate on the third. Okay, Okay. I want to know one of the people, not family, dead or alive, who do you want at that last table, that last conversation? Um, I would say my mother. No family. Oh, no family, no family. Oh, Uh, it would have to be... Uh, my ex, uh, an ex-girlfriend of mine. Interesting. Right. I mean, she actually has passed. Is that does that count? Yeah. Even if she, that's fine. Okay. That's really interesting. Yeah. We can dive into that at another time. Uh, can I pick deities too? <laughs> like Master Jesus. Uh, well, I mean, he was alive at some point. Yeah. But if I have to, do you mean someone that is alive today? Yeah, pick someone alive. Yeah, yeah. Oh, someone alive today. Uh, I think I would pick. Um, oh, jeez. Probably a friend of mine. His name is Brian. Okay. Yeah, I would like him. And probably his uh, wife, also funny. They're like brothers to wow. us. And very That's powerful. very highly of them that those are the last two humans you want to have connection with before yeah. you t- call it quits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's incredible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've grown uh, together so much. Yeah. And we were so vital in each other's process. So I want to know, like, just last last thing, wrapping up, sure. what is one word to describe the way you're feeling right now in this moment? Love, man. I just feel love. <laughs> accomplishment. Ooh, I like it. I like it. Love and accomplishment. Yeah. Those are two great things. Marco, Miguel, the Starseed Twins, the Peralta brothers, I am so grateful that... I have you both in my life. You know, I feel like it's funny how these things work with the synchronicity that's taking place and how I ended up in your presence and with the plants and, and just how we always seem to connect and run into each other. The couple times that I go to Starbucks, you guys always seem to be there, um, which is very special. But I just love the way that you guys have dedicated your life to continued growth and discovery and... I think it's really admirable for other people to look and see, hey, these guys were on this path that maybe was detrimental, was was damaging, was unhealthy, and they made the conscious decision to turn it around and and live in purpose and live in service. And you guys are two amazing examples of servant leaders who are doing everything in their power to raise the consciousness of the community, of the world. So I'm so grateful for you both. Thank you. Thank you, Jeremy. Thank Thank you. you. We feel the same uh, about you. I mean, we love you from the moment we we saw you uh, getting to to the ceremony. I was like, who's this guy? Taking his shirt off. <laughs> well, you were so connected, man. So connected. And I, I, I just love yeah. that. It was just a treat yeah. to watch you, you know. Uh, be who you be are. Be who you are. You and, know, and be all expanded. And when you were uh, downloading all this information and just talking, I was like, man, this guy, he's, he gets it. Mm. And I sat and I just watched you. And I just, I, I couldn't move. Because I was like, I need to be here, mm. you know. Like, not because you needed me. No, I needed you at mm, that moment. I appreciate you know? that. Moment. I needed what, what I was witnessing was majestic. And it was beautiful and it was powerful. And when I saw that, I just decided to make that the, the ceremony at that moment. Mm. That was the ceremony at that moment. You know. Mm. So thank you so much, for, of course, for, for inviting us, for 
being uh, a reflection. A loving reflection. And because everything that you say about us, we're also, also mirrors. And whatever you see in us, it's always in you. That's the only way. It, that's how it works. Mm. So thank you for recognizing the mastery on us, because that tells me about your mastery. So we're all one, man. Yes, sir. Oneness. I love <laughs> ending on that note. I really appreciate your guys' acknowledgement, those words. I received each one of them. So thank you so much. And you already know what time it is. It's time to expand your <laughs> consciousness and stand up to sitting. Podcast fam, so many of you have reached out inquiring about one-on-one -on -one coaching with me, and I am so excited to announce that I'm finally opening up the doors to my new 12-week transformation program, where I'll be working with you to take your energy, heart health, and mental cognition to the next level. So if you are interested in learning more about this program and how we can co-create some magic together, please make sure to visit www.thrivewithjeremy.com. Again, www.thrivewithjeremy.com. I can't wait to connect and take your health to the next level.